Today we have both fluff butts joining us. Oh, and mine too. Oh, it's a cat party. Cat Friday. Stinky cats to hear about the great stink. Stinky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I started the recording already. Um, okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Happy Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Funky Friday. It's a foul Friday. <laughs> foul Friday. To Fantastic Friday. Whatever. To fucking Friday. Whatever F word you choose is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just switch it every time. Oh, yeah. Basically. <laughs> well, this one's Foul Friday because uh, it's a stinky one. <laughs> She's a stinky one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, hi, so, howdy. Hey, hi, howdy. <laughs> In honor of the uh, episode that we were supposed to do slash are still doing. <laughs> yes, we're sorry that we didn't release an episode on Monday. We couldn't get our shit together. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> It'll be good when it comes out, though. Oh, yeah. Get ready. I've been in the Dollyverse. Same. Stop, kitty cat. So, instead, because we didn't release an episode on Monday, you get a a funky, a foul Friday. Oh, yeah. And Maddie's doing this one again because she's awesome and (laughs) I have a lot of things going on. (laughs) Yeah, we, I let um morgan take a little break this week and i've been wanting to do this one for a little while we're covering the great stink of london the great stink of london dun, dun, dun. the great and it's september now so i'd just like to mention that it's officially the start of spooky season yeah so after or dolly season Oh, yeah. So after Dolly, I think um, for the rest of the fall, our episodes might be a little spooky, but that's okay. Maybe they'll just never go back. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Today we have three co-hosts. Yes. All of the fluffy cats are with us today. All the stinky cats are here for the stink episode. Oh, yeah. Well, mine's leaving. Bye. I'm down to only one. If she so. can get out. It's just Rosie. <laughs> nope. So tell me. I know nothing about this, but when you asked which one I'd rather hear about, I couldn't not say this. So. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of background. My mom and my sister, two summers ago, so 2019, they went to London on a trip together and they were in some museum and they learned about the Great Stink of London. And they came back and told me about the Great Stink. And what they told mm-hmm. me was, basically, there was one time where the Thames smelt so bad that they named that time period the Great Stink. Mm-hmm. And that's oh the episode. God. Kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
That's uh... Yeah. So basically, this was truly just a time when the River Thames, which flows through London, smelled so fucking bad that we still talk about it over a hundred years later. <laughs> so for any of this to make sense, I do need to tell you about the sewage system in London. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so this episode is a lot about sewage, and I'm going to say poop a lot. So maybe don't listen to this one while you're eating. But. Or just any of them, probably. Yeah. But. This is about the sewage system in London in the 1800s. Because the Great Stink takes place in 1858. But it was the result of years of waste building up to get to this stinky place. So, the common person in London during this time did not have a proper bathrooms or water closets, as they were called, but emptied their waste into cesspools or cesspits that were sometimes in the neighborhood, out in the open, for many to use, or in the basement of buildings. Lovely. Yeah. These pits would overflow and spew into the streets because the industrialization of London brought in new residents, which was too much for these cesspools because they were built in the hopes of, like, naturally breaking down all of the human waste before they would overfill, but with so many more people than they were intended to suit right (laughs) constantly full just like in the typhoid mary episode when i said that there was just like literally shit everywhere it's the same here yeah and it's not only like human feces too which is really fun so basically by the 1850s these pits were consistently full And some of these pits would also spontaneously combust. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) We're relating back a lot today. Oh, yeah. And this was also super dangerous because some of these, like, cesspits and cesspools, as I had mentioned, were in... The basements of homes. That's gross. Yeah. So they were exploding in their houses too. These sewage systems had been around for hundreds of years basically at this point. And so the Thames had been contaminated by hundreds of years of human waste. But not only human waste, there was also animal waste waste from slaughterhouses throughout the city and tanneries and all other factories and fun things. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they kind of were just like, oh, the river will take the shit to the ocean. And it did not do that. (laughs) Which we don't want that either. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want that, but it also wasn't doing that. It wasn't even like taking the sewage or any of the waste away from the city um the thames in like the section where it is in london is a tideway so the water levels change but it doesn't really move any of the waste it kind of just like agitates it 
Gotcha. So it's just poop sloshing all around with some other animal parts and various things. Lovely. Yeah. During this time period, cholera was also a massive issue. And if you don't know or remember what cholera is, it is a bacterial infection that uses the fecal oral route to infect you and basically without treatment will make you shit yourself to death very quickly. Great. Yeah. (laughs) So if you drink dirty water that has someone's cholera poop bacteria in it, then you will most likely get cholera. I love cholera. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) As somebody who loves epidemiology, cholera is a very interesting one because of the Broad Street. There's reasons, and I'll just, I'll mention it later, but. Okay. We might do a cholera episode one day if we don't just switch to spooky things, but cholera is kind of spooky, so I don't know. It's true. We'll see. Okay. In the 1800s, the world was having a lot of issues with cholera outbreaks. And I mean, this was before germ theory and during the time of miasma, which (laughs) I will talk about more in a second, just in case anybody doesn't know what it is or doesn't remember from other episodes. But specifically in London, there were three big outbreaks of cholera. The first was in 1831, which killed 6,536 people. Oh, shit. Yeah. The second was in 1848 and 1849 and had killed 14,137 people. Oh. Yeah. I had no idea. And the third was in 53 and 54 and killed 10,738 people. Dang. And included in that number were 616 people in the area of the Broad Street Pump, which I will be doing an episode on sometime if it's a mini or something, because um, the Broad Street Pump is very interesting because it's a basically case of, like, contact tracing for cholera. Wow. Yeah, and I love Jon Snow and the Broad Street Pump, and it's the only reason I want to go to London, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. People of this time did not know that drinking dirty water was what was making them sick. They thought it was miasma or bad air. (laughs) Which, like, the bad air isn't helping, but... (laughs) So that's basically what the theory of miasma was. That breathing bad air would make you sick. And it's pretty safe to assume that something that smells bad would be considered bad air. Yeah. In the 1850s, the Thames became noticeably stinkier. But it reached its peak stink during the summer months of 1858. (laughs) Peak stink. Oh, yeah. Peak stankage. (laughs) (laughs) So think about how nasty this river must be just from centuries of waste. And now the city has even more residents just absolutely, like, foul. Just, like, full of poo. Great. Yeah. To make it even better, the summer of 58 was also especially hot, averaging about mid-90s, but up to 118 in the sun. Hmm. It was also a dry summer without a lot of rain. Ugh. 
So now this foul cesspool river is warm and lacking water, making it essentially the Willy Wonka chocolate river of poo and decaying remains. No! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can never think of that the same day, the same way. It's just what I pictured. (laughs) At one point, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert tried to go for a boat ride along the river, but only lasted a few minutes before they had to turn around because it stunk too bad. Ugh. After this, the press started to refer to it as the Great Stink. It was so stinky, apparently, that on windy days, people miles away would catch a whiff of the river and immediately puke. Oh, my God. (laughs) Charles Dickens compared the river to a deadly sewer. Cute, flirty fun. Mm, Cute, flirty fun. Yeah. George Godwin, a journalist, said that there were parts... Uh, where there were deposits over six feet deep, and that, quote, the whole of this is thickly impregnated with impure matter, end quote. Ew. Basically, like, over six feet deep of shit. That was also a terrible way to, ugh. Like, the most disgusting way you could describe that, really. That's why I had to add it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For emphasis. <laughs> mm-hmm. One great thing about miasma is <laughs> that it actually pushed Parliament to get something done quickly, mostly because they could smell the river from their chambers and thought that they were going to get sick. When in reality, the wealthy residents of London got their water from the north of the city, so their water was safe to drink. Oh. Yeah. Um in the Stuff You Should Know episode that I listened to, they compared this to basically, like, if there was, like, shit spewing up onto the front steps of the White House, is like, how long it took them to do something about it. Oh, you mean there isn't? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's been there for a while. (laughs) But the fear of the stench got them to try some interesting things. They uh, dumped chloride of lime into the river to try to cover it up. Oh. And um, I guess that's basically, like, pool chlorine. Yeah, I was going to say that's still used for a lot of things. Yeah, so it uh, really didn't do much. It just kind of made it, like, smell like a poopy pool. (laughs) Great. Yeah. They also coated the drapes on the riverside of the building in Parliament with it but it didn't really help. No, um, and they were also just inhaling other fumes then. Yeah, like, that's really not better for you. <laughs> nope. uh, they also tried dumping hundreds of tons of lime into the river. Also still used today. Yeah, but it also just did nothing. Yep. They just were spending money to just, like, dump things in there, and it, like, really was doing absolutely nothing. So, enter the hero of our story. Oh, man. Joseph Bazalget. Oh, Joe. Oh, yeah. I like his last name. Bazalget. So fun. 
sofa. He was a civil engineer on the Metropol- for the Metropolitan Board of Works, which is basically like the city public works, and they were in control of the sewer systems and all the other things that public works do. Yeah, yeah. Two years prior to the Great Stink, Bazalgette had proposed a plan to redo the city's sewer systems, but was denied because starting in like the 50s when it started to get like truly stank, um, there were scientists that went and like tried to like understand the water. Because <laughs> again, it's still before germ theory, so they like didn't know like about bacteria and like what was right. actually in there. So they're just like going in and like one of them brought like printer paper and I mean it wasn't printer paper obviously but it was like paper and he just like dropped it in to see like how um opaque the water was and he was like yeah you could barely like see it in any of the water because there was just like so much poop bubbling up. Yeah what? Yeah so I guess like after that stuff Basil Getz and a few other people tried to like appeal to the like city to get permission to redo the sewer systems but whatever it was denied <laughs> by august of 1858 so like 2 months into the great stink parliament had passed a bill into law that would give the power to basilgate and the metropolitan board of works um it would give them the responsibility and the power to clean and fix the thames Lovely. The project cost $3 million back then, which is $430 million U.S. dollars today. Jesus. Yeah. The tunnels they dug for the sewers were so big that they also created the subway system at the same time. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Two for one. Seriously. And basically, like, created rivers underneath the city with, um, like, the way that they rerouted rainwater. It was weird. Interesting. Yeah. They added these massive and also extravagant pump stations along the river, which we'll have to share some pictures of because you've seen pump stations before, right? Yes. There was one, like a small one across the street from my old house, and it's just like this tiny little brick building. Yep. I have one right down the road from me. Yeah, and they're pretty normal, whatever. But the ones here are gorgeous. Um, of course they are. Oh, oh yeah. I'll find you a picture. Oh. It's like the inside of one of them. It's the Crossness Pumping oh Station. God. Yeah. Like, it what? It's like a temple. Mm-hmm. They're insane. That's wild. Yeah. Why so fancy? I think they're kind of just like, I mean, if we're going to, it's like, go hard or go home, I guess. Guess so. Not sure why, but. When they did this, they also ended up narrowing the Thames through, like, where it cut through London. Because they built such, um, first they built, like, seawall type things. And they built very large embankments where, like, the subway stations are. But it's also a bonus because it helps keep the river speedy so there's no, like, stagnant poop. Perfect. Yeah. 
Basil Gett's plans were so well done that they are actually still currently the main sewer system being used in London today. Wow. Yeah, he designed them with the intent of London's population growing by at least 50%, which it ended up doing. He thought it was going to take a lot longer, but ended up doing it like very, very quickly. And even as soon as 1866, they were able to realize that the cleaning of the river had helped in reducing cholera cases, which is good because that was like right before germ theory and um, microscopes. Oh, germ theory. <laughs> they included fail-safes in the plans, so or like kind of like that. So the excess rainwater overflow that goes kind of underneath, if there's too much of it, it spews into the Thames rather than going back in reverse and spewing like raw sewage into your house. Great. Like into uh, the streets. Yeah. Yeah, which is really good. So there, no poop coming up out of the like street. <laughs> Keep your poop to yourself. Yeah, currently the River Thames is the cleanest river that runs through a city, even though really? there. Yeah, even though there are currently many raw sewage spews every year. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, so. It is still the main sewer system being used in London, but it's also not able to handle the current population of London. Gotcha. So they are currently in the process of working on a new super sewer that is called the Tideway Tunnels to fix this. So that they're hoping to go, I think the Stuff You Should Know podcast episode said it'll go down from 50 sewage spews a year to four. Oh. Four is still too Four's many, too in my many, opinion. But yeah. better than 50, I guess. Baby steps. They were like, that's like one a week versus like one every qu- like season. Mm. I was like, that's still too many. Still too many. Like, it rains a lot in New England. That doesn't happen here. Right. Or like, I haven't experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> and like I live in a flood area <laughs> but yeah that is essentially the great stink wow that was yeah. beautifully done I had no idea there are so many good here I have to send more of them to you Um, there's so many good pictures of things That's um, death rowing on the Thames. Silent oh highwaymen. Death rows on the Thames. Wait. Let's see. <laughs> oh my lives. gosh. I love him. Yeah, it says claiming the lives of victims who have not paid to have the river cleaned up. Look at the animals in the water. <laughs> oh yeah, here, hold on. I have more for you because they're so funny. We got this one is titled... Monster soup, commonly called Thames water. <laughs> Monster soup. I love the face of the person. I know. <laughs> and then here's one more. This one is called A Drop of Thames Water. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are quite the creatures. I know. 
the one in the um, upper right side kind of looks like the creepy bald baby with spider legs from Toy Story. Oh my gosh, it does. Look at the bottom left. Looks like a cat with Uh, a, like, horn on its butt. Oh, I thought it was a narwhal. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yep. Then there's another one that's just this big troll man with a stick, and it says, Dirty Father Thames, filthy river, filthy river, foul from London to the nor, what art thou but one vast gutter, one tremendous common shore? (laughs) I don't know what that means. Me neither, but it's very poetic. Oh, yeah. That is a satirical impression of Father Thames from Punch. Beautiful. Which I guess is a magazine. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I feel You're informed. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll see you all on Monday. Yeah. Thanks for staying tuned. We appreciate you. Yeah. Come listen. Um, you might get to hear me sing. Hopefully not. Oh, I'm going to sing. <laughs> I'm going to splice in some music, but... Yes. Uh, maybe I won't sing. <laughs> My editing skills are about to elevate. Yes. <laughs> Get ready, everybody. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Bye. Have a good Great. weekend. Bye.